You are the apple of God's eye. You are blessed, you are favored, and God loves you so much that He never leaves you out of His sight. Good morning, welcome to the Words of Hope, and I am Art Velasquez, your host. We are about to discuss a topic about the apple of God's eye. In this topic, you will understand how God loves you and why would God love you despite of your imperfections and frailty. Please tune in until the end and hit that subscribe button or comment down below. Thank you and God bless you. There is a passage in the scripture found in the book of Psalms chapter 17 verse 8 and it states, Keep me as the apple of your eye, hide me in the shadow of your wings. Apples had a very interesting connotation in our society. So often, apple is portrayed as the fruit that Adam and Eve ate, even though the Bible never mentions the type of fruit. Have you heard the term bad apple? It refers to a person of bad character, a person of bad influence, a problem of the family if not of the community. And there is also an adage that says, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. It is not a bad thing to eat an apple every day, but we don't know if eating an apple a day will keep the doctor away. Anyway, I believe God likes apple as well, and He uses it to describe you and me as the apple of His eyes. Let's explore what it really means and what are the four reasons among so many why God sees you and me as the apple of His eyes. What does the idioms apple of my eye mean? Another way of thinking about this is as the object of affection, the thing that you hold in highest regard, or the one you loved the most. When you consider the phrase in Psalm 17 verse 8, you can think of it as God seeing you and watching over you. You can consider it not only as a term of affection, but also as a term of protection. If you can imagine a, a parent looking at their child and the child reflecting in the eyes of the parent, this will give you a small glimpse of what apple of my eye means. In the treasury of David Bible commentary, it reads as, No part of the body is more precious, more tender, and more carefully guarded than the eye. And of the eye, no portion more peculiar, uh, peculiarly to be protected than the central apple, or we call it the pupil. The all-wise creator, our God, has placed the eye in a well-protected position. It stands surrounded by projecting bones like Jerusalem and encircled by mountains. Moreover, God has surrounded the eye with many tunics of inward covering besides the heads of the eyebrows, the curtain of the eyelids, and the fence of the eyelashes. And in addition to this, he has given to every man so high a value for his eyes, and so quick an apprehension of danger that no member of the body is more faithfully cared for than the organ of the sight. These are several, there are several translations on Psalm 17 verse 8. One translation says, Keep me in your affectionate care, protect me as the apple of your eye, hide me in the protective shadow of your wings. Another translation says, Protect me as the pupil of your eye. Hide me in the shadows of your wings. And another uh, translation again, Keep your eye on me. Hide me under your cool wing feathers. So there are so many translations. And uh, 
with this translation we can see that uh, uh, this uh, speaks of God loving us, protecting us, and keeping uh, highest regard uh, in uh, in uh, keeping us away from harm or danger. Knowing what this verse means make uh, may uh, makes me think: How did we get to such a wonderful position in God's eyes? I want to share with you four reasons among so many why God refers uh, to you and me as the apple of his eye. Let me start. Firstly, God created you. And the psalmist reminds us that God knit us together when we were in our mother's womb. Psalms 139 verse 13. If you have ever knitted anything before, you would understand the nitty-gritty process of knitting. It is something that is precise and time-consuming. It requires a great patience and attention to detail. They are in the knitting. They that are in the knitting process are very meticulous because they care about the work. This can be said of many different types of creative ventures. Because of the love and care you put into the creation of it, it is but natural that you will have a real fondness for it. This is how God sees you and me because God created us. He looks at us with great love and affection. Friends, God looks at you with great affection. God loves you so much. You are the apple of God's eye. Second reason why God uh, called us the apple of his eye is because he created you, not only created you, but he created you and me in his own image. In the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 tells us, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God didn't just create you, he created you in his own image. God created you to be a reflection of his character and personality. He created you unique, which rightly means that you are the only one. Nobody in this world, in this whole wide world, that can be called as you, but only you. I know we don't often think of God in these terms, but because we have emotion, it means God has them too. Because we are made in His image, you might ask, why is this a reason for God to refer to you as the apple of His eye? Here's the answer. He made you in His image so that you could have fellowship with Him. God gave you a spirit so that your spirit could connect with His spirit. If you remember in the Garden of Eden, God would come and have fellowship with Adam and Eve. This is one of the main reasons you were created. God created you and me in His own image and likeness because He wanted to be in fellowship with us. The beautiful things though is His desire has not changed. And to this day, the one thing God desires from you and everyone is fellowship. His longing and desire is to be in personal relationship with you. Yes, to spend time with you. This desire is one of the big reasons God refers to you as the apple of his eye. And thirdly, if you needed any further proof, let's see the third thing is he not only created you, he not only created you in his image, but he redeemed you and me. If you needed any further proof, just think of the lengths God went through to win you back. He loved you too much to leave you in your sinful condition. I often wonder if we take the time to realize how it hurts God when people reject Him. Not because He has a bruised ego, 
but he recognizes what they are missing out and eventually what their end will be. Consider Jesus when he wept over, he, when he wept over Jerusalem. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. Luke chapter 19, verses 41 to 42. Consider this for a moment. The fullness of the deity was placed into a human body that alone is a miracle. Jesus then lived, experiencing everything we could ever experience in this human life. If that wasn't enough, though, he then went and took, and took the full weight and judgment of sin on our behalf so that he could redeem us back to the Father. All this is a proof of how, God, a great, uh, how uh, great God's love truly is for you and me. If you uh, ever needed a reason, God refers to you as the apple of his eye. Just look at the cross. When he was on the cross, you and I was in his mind. The reason you and I were on his mind is because we are the apple of his eyes. The cross will stand as a forever reminder of how much you mean to God. Fourthly, God has made an eternal home for you. Listen to what Jesus assures us. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. John chapter 14, verse 1 to 3. The purpose of the cross leads you to this one reason. God referring to you as the apple of his eye leads to this same reason. He has prepared a place for you and he is coming back again for you. For you. Right now, God has showered his love upon us and yet we have not experienced his love completely. We have really only had a little glimpse. The day, the day is coming when we will not just have a taste. We will have a full-on unhindered revelation of the love of God. This will go beyond anything you could ever think or imagine. And when that day comes, God will finally get to show you how much you really are the apple of his eyes. He has been planning for this moment for a long time. And all I can say is what a glorious day that will be. Finally, I would say you are the apple of God's eyes. Remember, you are loved. This is not a superficial kind of love that changes with the ship of the winds. This is an eternal, never-changing, never-ending kind of love that will keep loving you in spite of anything you ever go through in this life. Please never forget that God, love, uh, God's love for you will always remain. This same God that created you for fellowship desires to have fellowship with you this very day, this very moment. My prayer is that you will take him up on his offer and spend some time with him because after all, you are the apple of his eyes. If you have received and are blessed by this thought, please comment down below until next time. God bless you. Shalom. You are the apple of God's eye. You are blessed, you are favored, and God loves you so much that He never leaves you out of His sight. 
Good morning, welcome to the Words of Hope, and I am Art Velasquez, your host. We are about to discuss a topic about the apple of God's eye. In this topic, you will understand how God loves you and why would God loves you despite of your imperfections and frailty. Please tune in until the end and hit that subscribe button or comment down below. Thank you and God bless you. There is a passage in the scripture found in the book of Psalms chapter 17 verse 8 and it states, Keep me as the apple of your eye, hide me in the shadow of your wings. Apples had a very interesting connotation in our society. So often, apple is portrayed as the fruit that Adam and Eve ate, even though the Bible never mentions the type of fruit. Have you heard the term bad apple? It refers to a person of bad character, a person of bad influence, a problem of the family if not of the community. And there is also an adage that says, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. It is not a bad thing to eat an apple every day, but we don't know if eating an apple a day will keep the doctor away. Anyway, I believe God likes apple as well, and He uses it to describe you and me as the apple of His eyes. Let's explore what it really means and what are the four reasons among so many why God sees you and me as the apple of His eyes. What does the Egypt's apple of my eye mean? Another way of thinking about this is as the object of affection, the thing that you hold in highest regard, or the one you loved the most. When you consider the praise in Psalm 17 verse 8, you can think of it as God seeing you and watching over you. You can consider it not only as a term of affection, but also as a term of protection. If you can imagine a, pa- a parent looking at their child and the child reflecting in the eyes of the parent, this will give you a small glimpse of what apple of my eye means. In the Treasury of Daily Bible Commentary, it reads as, No part of the body is more precious, more tender, and more carefully guarded than the eye. And of the eye, no portion more peculiar, uh, peculiarly to be protected than the central apple, or we call it the pupil. The all-wise creator, our God, has placed the eye in a well-protected position. It is surrounded by projecting bones like Jerusalem and encircled by mountains. Moreover, God has surrounded the eye with many tunics of inward covering besides the heads of the eyebrows, the curtain of the eyelids, and the fence of the eyelashes. And in addition to this, He has given to every man so high a value for his eyes, and so quick an apprehension of danger that no member of the body is more faithfully cared for than the organ of the sight. These are several, there are several translations on Psalm 17 verse 8. One translation says, Keep me in your affectionate care, protect me as the apple of your eye, hide me in the protective shadow of your wings. Another translation says, Protect me as the pupil of your eye, hide me in the shadows of your wings. And another uh, translation again, Keep your eye on me, hide me under your cool wing feathers. So there are so many translations and uh, with this translation we can see 
that uh, uh, this uh, speaks of God loving us, protecting us, and keeping a highest regard uh, in uh, in uh, keeping us away from harm or danger. Knowing what this verse means make uh, may, uh, makes me think, how did we get to such a wonderful position in God's eyes? I want to share with you four reasons among so many why God refers uh, to you and me as the apple of his eye. Let me start. Firstly, God created you. And the psalmist reminds us that God knit us together when we were in our mother's womb. Psalms 139 verse 13. If you have ever knitted anything before, you would understand the nitty-gritty process of knitting. It is something that is precise and time-consuming. It requires a great patience and attention to detail. They are in the knitting. They that are in the knitting process are very meticulous because they care about the work. This can be said of many different types of creative ventures. Because of the love and care you put into the creation of it, it is but natural that you will have a real fondness for it. This is how God sees you and me because God created us. He looks at us with great love and affection. Friends, God looks at you with great affection. God loves you so much. You are the apple of God's eye. Second reason why God uh, called us the apple of His eye is because He created you, not only created you, but He created you and me in His own image. In the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 tells us, So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. God didn't just create you, He created you in His own image. God created you to be a reflection of His character and personality. He created you unique, which rightly means that you are the only one. Nobody in this world, in this whole wide world, that can be called as you, but only you. I know we don't often think of God in these terms, but because we have emotion, it means God has them too. Because we are made in His image, you might ask, why is this a reason for God to refer to you as the apple of His eye? Here's the answer. He made you in His image so that you could have fellowship with Him. God gave you a spirit so that your spirit could connect with His spirit. If you remember in the Garden of Eden, God would come and have fellowship with Adam and Eve. This is one of the main reasons you were created. God created you and me in His own image and likeness because He wanted to be in fellowship with us. The beautiful things, though, is His desire has not changed. And to this day, the one thing God desires from you and everyone is fellowship. His longing and desire is to be in personal relationship with you. Yes, to spend time with you, this desire is one of the big reasons God refers to you as the apple of His eye. And thirdly, if you needed any further proof, let's see the third thing is, He not only created you, He not only created you in His image, but He redeemed you and me. If you needed any further proof, just think of the lengths God went through to win you back. He loved you too much to leave you in your sinful condition. I often wonder if we take the time to realize how it hurts God when people reject Him. Not because he has a bruised ego, 
but he recognizes what they are missing out and eventually what their end will be. Consider Jesus when he weeps over he, when he wept over Jerusalem as he approached Jerusalem and saw the city he wept over it and said if you even you had only known on this day what would bring you peace but now it is hidden from your eyes Luke chapter 19 verses 41 to 42 consider this for a moment the fullness of the deity was placed into a human body that alone is a miracle Jesus then lived, experiencing everything we could ever experience in this human life. If that wasn't enough, though, he then went and took and took the full weight and judgment of sin on our behalf, so that he could redeem us back to the Father. All this is a proof of how God, a great, uh, how uh, great God's love truly is for you and me. If you ever needed a reason, God refers to you as the apple of His eye. Just look at the cross. When He was on the cross, you and I was in His mind. The reason you and I were on His mind is because we are the apple of His eyes. The cross will stand as a forever reminder of how much you mean to God. Fourthly, God has made an eternal home for you. Listen to what Jesus assures us. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. John chapter 14 verse 1 to 3. The purpose of the cross leads you to this one reason. God referring to you as the apple of his eye leads to this same reason. He has prepared a place for you and he is coming back again for you. For you. Right now, God has showered his love upon us and yet we have not experienced his love completely. We have really only had a little glimpse. The day, the day is coming when we will not just have a taste. We will have a full-on unhindered revelation of the love of God. This will go beyond anything you could ever think or imagine. And when that day comes, God will finally get to show you how much you really are, the apple of His eyes. He has been planning for this moment for a long time. And all I can say is what a glorious day that will be. Finally, I would say, you are the apple of God's eyes. Remember, you are loved. This is not a superficial kind of love that changes with the ship of the winds. This is an eternal, never-changing, never-ending kind of love that will keep loving you in spite of anything you ever go through in this life. Please never forget that God love, uh, God's love for you will always remain. remain. This same God that created you for fellowship desires to have fellowship with you this very day, this very moment. My prayer is that you will take Him up on His offer and spend some time with Him because after all, you are the apple of His eyes. If you have received and are blessed by this thought, please comment down below. Until next time, God bless you. Shalom.